Where there are winners, there are losers. All right, let's get to the mammoth losers for rounds 10, 11, and 12. <laughs> it is not looking good for our mighty bombers. Maxi, what has gone so terribly wrong? And can, can we find an answer to all of our woes? Well, plenty has gone wrong, man. It was a pretty dark, depressing day on Sunday. Um, I walked away at three-quarter time and I ended up watching quarters two and three on mute because I couldn't could put up with the commentary anymore. As I said earlier, looking at our last four games against Brisbane, GWS, Gold Coast and St Kilda, I went into those four games thinking we need to win two of those games. Instead of winning two of those games, we walked away with two points. So we went zero, one and three over those four weeks. We're now five, five and a draw with 86%, which is pretty poor. I think we're fourth or fifth worst in the comp in terms of percentage. So unfortunately, that's a pretty good indicator of where things are at. Having said that, it's pretty well known, our injury list. They're doing what I think Cal Toomey is calling soft managers or soft drops, which is saying they're managed, but really you've been dropped. I'm a fan of Francis, but I think he's sort of struggled a little bit in recent times. So as I said, plenty has gone wrong. Um, to me, the ball movement, is one of the big worries. I sort of think that they've overcompensated for the fact that a few years ago we were renowned for having Sardar McKenna streaming off halfback and that was sort of opening us up on the other end once they turn over the ball. I think what they're trying to do is move the ball slower so that they're well set up behind the ball if they do turn over the ball. But we can't score at the moment. We're not using our strength of running off halfback because we're worried that turnovers from that end will go against us. Yeah, McKenna's playing forward. I actually think it would work, especially at Marvel, and especially if we were playing better. I think he shows glimpses, and I think if we were playing better, it would actually be a better move. I think it's easy to criticise that move at the moment, but for me, especially given how poorly Fantasia's played this year and probably the last two years, to be honest, are they playing in there to keep him happy? so that he stays at the club and doesn't go back to Ireland. <laughs> so yeah. there is a question mark on that. They don't make it hard for teams to play against them. They let Lockie Neal run around and do whatever he wants a few weeks ago. And this week, Bradley Hill. Tip and Woody's out of form, and I think pretty much all of our forwards are out of form. I think Jimmy Stewart showed a bit in the Gold Coast game, which is a bit of a positive, but there's plenty of going wrong. I do want to mention some positives for this year because I don't think they'll play finals and I don't want to smash them too hard. I think some positives are Jordan Ridley looks like he has to be all Australian for me. <laughs> Just considering how well he's played, he looks like one of the best ball users Essendon's had in 10 years, probably. And yeah. considering how well he takes intercept marks as well. And Maxi, it's it's worth mentioning, you were on Jordan Ridley, I reckon, four seasons ago. You've been on him for such a long time and you said, I don't understand why Essendon haven't played him yet. And they've kind of played him on and off, but then this season he's had a really good run and now we're seeing just how good he is. I mean, you've seen this from a long way back. I've always said he reminds me a bit of Andrew Mackey, probably a better intercept marker than Andrew Mackey, to be honest. It's one of our areas that we actually are reasonably well-stocked is that halfback flanker, that third tall. Also, Sammy Draper looks like he's got reasonable promise. I think the main criticism with Belcham has been his body and his lack of athleticism. He looks like he just sort of mopes around the ground on pretty heavy and tired legs. So to see an athletic ruckman in an Essendon jumper is a bit of a change from probably since Paddy Ryder, we haven't had that. But um, also, I think Darcy Parrish and Andy McGrath over the last few weeks, even though we've been down, especially McGrath. For those two midfielders, you just put on the whiteboard and forget for 10 years. So, yeah, just the question is whether or not they can fix their ball movement and their brand. It's got that uh, really uncertain, little nasty feeling that, yeah, that 2015 season sort of had where we might still have yet to have seen the worst of it before the season's out. Either way, I think this off-season coming up 
end of 2020 is probably going to be Essendon's most important one in a hell of a long time. The last thing on Essendon I want to just say is there have been whispers that Joe Dano might play this week against Richmond. Where do you guys stand on that being a chance? Uh, I suppose for the impatient Essendon fans, which we all are at the moment, we might uh, want to have a look at him before we potentially lose him in that off-season. So it may work one or two ways. It might really improve us structurally and make us a lot more dangerous up front. Or it could also give us a glimpse into what we might be missing going forward. So be very interested to see how that team selection pans out. I'll make sure I swipe up when I see that on Thursday night, gents. Very good. Take Woosh's advice on that one. Yeah, very interested to see what happens with this because similar discussion of Buddy Franklin, obviously very, very different contract talks, but similar as in players being injured and you're coming towards the end of a season where you may not even make finals. But for Buddy Franklin and also for Joe, you just want to see them out there. You want to see them compete. They're going to make your team better. And you just want to see them play. So are you risking much? Maybe the long-term future of both of those players. But at the same time, you need those games under your belt and you just need to see them perform and and help contribute to your side because you're paying them the big bucks. But again, we don't want to repeat previous mistakes and bring him in too early. To me, I can't see them playing him if he's not putting up his hand. And to me, it would be a massive indication of where he thinks he's at because if he doesn't think he's right then I would be surprised if he plays more than one or two games because if his body's shot and he's not the player that he was, then if I was Joe, I probably wouldn't want to play until maybe the last game if I had to because the more games I play and if I don't perform well, whoever's paying my contract next year, I'm probably losing money with every poor performance. So if he puts his hand up to play and he plays well, just even if he puts his hand up to play, that's got to be a big indication of where his body's at. But also how committed he is to footy. So mm. very interested to see what happens with Joe. Maxi, that was another brilliant analysis. And yes, unfortunately, it is our team again on the Mammoth Losers. Let's hope for not too much longer or in the same significant vein of form. 